The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Vigil, ABF's twice-a-month podcast update of noteworthy topics for the greater church in the areas of culture, health, science, religion, or politics. The Viral Vigil is an external ministry of Aletheia Bible Fellowship of Portland, Oregon, and a member of their Vigilance Radio Network, a part of Vigilance.blog, ABF's web portal that provides helpful and interesting resources for the church local and at large. If you're interested in today's topics or just staying relevant, go ahead and check out the Eyes Open tab at Vigilance.blog. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. We're a little bit late on the time, but we are here now, hopefully to catch some people coming home from work or something. Right. We had some technical difficulties on our end, so sorry if you've been waiting for an hour or if you haven't. Yeah. 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 You get us now. We're here. Congratulations. We're so, here. So my name is Heidi Parker. I am a deacon here at Aletheia Bible Fellowship. And this is Jasmine Pierzina. Hello, hello. She'll be doing our sound and chiming in on all of our topics. Yes, for the most part. Yes. <laughs> so, so we're going to start off with some trending news. Um, yeah, basically we want you guys to be watchful, mindful of what's happening in the world um, so some trending news that I thought was interesting. Um, did you hear about this, Jason? They're doing a 3D printed handguns, like basically blueprints mm-hmm. for guns. You can now download and then 3D print them. And I did not hear about this for before. a while. I guess the first free 3D printed handgun that was fired was back in 2013. Not surprising. And then the blueprints for this device were online. Mm-hmm. And they were downloaded like a hundred thousand times or something. Oh jeez! And then they were pulled mm-hmm. off of the, off of online so that they couldn't be downloaded anymore because they thought, oh, maybe it's you know like against some of the uh, rules and regulations for basically transporting firearms or or selling of firearms. And now there was a decision stating that no, that's a that's against you know your right to bear arms. You're so. Your Hi. mic is not working. Wow, like I said, technical difficulties. Ten- she's saying technical <laughs> difficulties over there. So we're going to try to get her mic back up. But, um, yeah, so they put this, they finally put the blueprints back up there. There you go. Um, after working? taking them down. Can you hear me? Yes. We okay, can, I sorry. Can hear you. <laughs> Fixed it. Everything is just having a problem today. Yeah. But so you I was can saying, now- no, oh, go I, ahead. I, I didn't hear about that. That's. That's crazy, though. Right? So now they're saying, so uh, this is from the the article that's being posted about that. The CAD, computer-aided design, mm-hmm. uh, the files will go back online on August 1st. So get in line. Or you don't even have to stand in line now. Just get on your computer. <laughs> get your 3D printer out. Get your 3D printer ready. Um, yeah, so basically it's on this uh, defense dis- distributed website and... Um, it's announcing the age of the downloadable gun formally begins. Wow, that is just so exciting. Yeah. Christmas has come early this year. So, <laughs> and you can make it yourself. <laughs> DIY handguns. Right? From your printer. But now you can print, you make, 
after you print it, you can decorate it yourself, you know. No, I think that's a really interesting world we're in now. Yep. That that's where we are. You're going to see an action movie and, you know, the bad guy's going to be coming through the building and the guy's like, oh, come on, printer, load, load, load. <laughs> <laughs> Print out my handgun. Yeah. It's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> you write the rest of the script and we'll see I will. how that goes. Well, so, so far I've got ocean versus volcano with the mm, lava that's yep, my first yep. that's my debut right there and mm-hmm. then i have printed handgun thank you world for giving me my inspiration right so next up we have an article that's going to hit the comments here so um okay it starts off with john my husband having me watch this new show called um well it's by sasha baron cohen called who is america have you heard of it or have you nope. seen the episode I have not done either of those things, okay. actually. So, for the audience, spoiler alert, it is um, a new show, so if you don't want to hear about it, you know, maybe plug your, plug ears. your ear for a little <laughs> bit. But I was really caught off guard because, first off, he didn't give me, my husband John didn't give me any, like, okay, this is what the show is about, this is, you know, mm-hmm. like, what it's going to do. So, I just started watching it. So, I'm questioning the entire time, is this real? Is this a joke? I mean, it's supposed to be comedy, but is are the people that are, you know, interviewed and on this show actually actors and like trying to fake what they're doing or is it real people? Because uh-huh. first off, I don't know politicians. I couldn't like point them out and be like, that's, <laughs> or there was Bernie Sanders on there. So I'm like, okay, he's real. But I'm like, he, he might have signed up for doing this show. But anyways, in a nutshell, um, Sasha Baron Cohen, like, disguises himself as different characters and then interviews people and sort of pushes the boundary of like um i guess where people stand politically like republican and uh, democrat and sort of left and right thinking and so he was i mean this show is like you can tell just basically aimed to make republicans look bad so they have all these republicans on there and basically they come up with this fake program called kindergartens mm-hmm. and they're trying to get these people to endorse this fake program called kindergartens to where children as young as three years old they're going to arm them train <laughs> them and have them have guns at schools to protect there you the go. class so all of these like politicians are like oh that sounds like a great idea oh, no. and to the point where they're reading things that they don't even know is like a real thing i mean it's really embarrassing and then so i'm like still watching the show like are is this real like i can't believe this is real so then i googled you know like what's going on and no it's a real thing so there's uh uh the the article that's going to be posted is that these politicians then had to tweet or put out a post saying that they got duped into going on to this show mm-hmm. and to sort of get in front of what the episode was going to reveal about what they would say. Uh-huh. And, oh my gosh. So first off, if you're going to watch the show, you're going to be shocked. At least I was shocked. But then <laughs> not shocked because you know we're in a world where it's like reality could be anything and people don't fact check anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, there's other segments on there. And it's like they mention intercourse with dolphins. And there's like, it goes to some crazy lengths. And then they're in front of this like... Republican family and this family is trying to take it seriously 
because and of course he's trying to make the show as a joke yeah but they're trying to like be interviewed like a political interview and uh-huh. not make it you awkward. know <laughs> awkward yeah so i'm like i don't know anyways it's a it's a really interesting show and something to be yeah like to sort of watch out like people can when you're in front of a camera or when you're um caught off guard people's sort of reasoning sort of go out the window yeah it's a yeah a clear example of that (laughs) but um the other trending topic is did you hear that california like there there's some people that are trying to split it up into multiple states no i have not heard any of these things so good to know (laughs) so california is he is one of our largest states in terms of land mass it's really big that in texas that in texas right and so they're wanting to divide it up into all these different segments like north south um new california like keeping california Mm -hmm. and then in terms of name like so south cal north cal and all these things because it's in their words ungovernable there's too many too many differing opinions too large too you know whatever it is but um it got dropped off the ballot so nope nope we just have one california yep so the answer to how many states there are in the u.s still 50 yes (laughs) yeah but it's curious as to like we're in a time where things are still being shifted around you know like you sort of look at the u.s and you're like oh it's pretty you know conquered pretty Mm -hmm. defined but no there's still changes that are trying to happen so shifting things around yep yep all right so we're going to go into our main topic um, which is really interesting. Um, Israel has declared and put into law that it is a Jewish national state. So we're going to put the article up there. There's actually Bang. a couple articles on there. Yes. So there from is. this first article, the Jewish national state bill downgrades Arabic as an official language and says advancing Jewish settlement is a national interest. So Hmm. they're saying, you know, what their state language is, um, you know, that it is a Jewish state, um, that Jerusalem is the capital, it's whole and united. Um, The bill backed by the countries, from the article, the bill backed by the country's right-wing government um, says that Israel is the historic homeland of the Jewish people and that they have an exclusive right to national self-determination in it. Interesting. So, yeah, which, always keep your eye on Jerusalem. Right. So there's a second article here that we're going to post because I went to, basically I was like, Israeli news. So um, the Jerusalem Post, there's an article here that sort of breaks down more um, of the specifics of the law. So you can go through that and read each of the, like, terms of the law. But, yeah, you always want to keep your eye on what's happening in Israel and Jerusalem. Um, So end time, as a Christian, you know, we need to be aware that prophecy has been revealed to us, that there is a lot to understand about that, and there's still, like, you know, I guess what that will look like in the specifics. But we do know that... Israel and Jerusalem are going to be the center stage of prophecy, end time prophecy. So, um, yeah, in a nutshell, Jerusalem plays that center stage role. Mm-hmm. And having a Jewish controlled state is a step towards setting the stage for things, um, you know, like the temple to be built. 
Right. Uh, the world's going to be in conflict against, specifically in conflict against Jerusalem, um, watching, you know, basically it being um, attacked by all nations, sparking conflict, and, you know, a united, well-defined Jewish Israel is happening now. Yeah. So, you know, we can assume or at least be watchful that those things have a big role to play in where Jerusalem stands. So um, I put on there, are we to be <laughs> afraid? You know, thankfully we are not to be afraid of mm-hmm. the things to come, um, but we are to be prepared and to be watchful of those signs, to know them, um, you know, obviously to pray for pray for peace, pray for God's will to be done in that, um, not blind to what is given to us, you know, scripturally, prophecy-wise, and then obviously not blind to what's happening politically to make, you know, all of that happen. So, and it will happen. Thoughts, Jasmine? I, I mean, that's a lot. That's crazy. I feel like you did, I don't know, talk about it pretty well, just mm-hmm. with, I mean, everything that you said is basically my thoughts on it. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if it's really something I can expound on necessarily. Yeah, I put down a passage in Matthew ten nineteen, so we'll put that uh, verse up there. But mm-hmm. I take comfort in Christ's own words, like when he specifically, like he's our comforter, but he talks about in the end times when Christians will be persecuted, you know, we're going to be arrested and so forth. Like at that time, the words, like first off, that's going to be an opportunity for us to um, you know, spread the good news towards those people that are persecuting us and arresting us and, um, are on that essentially opposite side. But, you know, that the words that we need to speak at those times will be given to us and the Holy Spirit will use us in that way and speak through us. Those words are not going to be, you know, like you don't have to worry about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, specifically like, yeah, with everything that's happening, um, taking peace and comfort and knowing that the war has been won. Yeah. And, you know, the battle is to come and to arm yourself and to be ready, but it has been won. So nice. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. Oh, this article I did put on there. So is from an uh, Israeli. Um, post as well so it was talking about a farmer that lives on the border of Gaza and Israel so right now that's like the hot um, I guess line against an attack you know the physical attack against Israel right now Mm -hmm. and um, you know how he's dealing like him personally in his land he's a farmer so he has to live off the land Um, that he's dealing with like kite explosives and you know fire like uh, what are those called? Mal- Maltoff? Mal- you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the um, things they throw like, that are like... Yeah, I don't know what those are called. But yeah, it's like destroying <laughs> his land. The fire, you know, like yeah. they're, they're arming these people to, um, you know, do what they can to cross this border and to it's, get it's, to damage people. I'm reading the the uh, article. It's called a Maltov cocktail. Yeah, Maltov. That's a hard word for me to say. Maltov. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, I mean, nothing to laugh about to where, you know, fire, we know specifically here in Portland, Oregon, where this show is uh, created, 
um, you know, damaged the Columbia River Gorge, which is right. a very lush environment. You know, we had a lot of green trees and it's right next a to lot the Columbia of, River. A lot of like underbrush. Yeah. And so fire, it spreads really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, like it takes a lot of effort to control it. And mm-hmm. um, so in this article, it goes into how his his property is being destroyed by that. And, you know, sort of through his eyes, like he's saying he's... Um, you know, like, uh, excited to see this law be in place, but then he does have some, you know, reservations as to how that's going to affect things and how to live that out. But, um, you know, just prayer for these people, Mm -hmm. prayer for the individual people that are over there, um, and for, you know, their salvation and for, but I just, yeah, specifically in there, it was talking about, bringing home the exiled jews you know to their land to israel it's pretty hardcore and it's yeah it's like uplifting though too mm-hmm. because you know they they were dispersed and all over so it's like having a place for them to come home to a home that they can say this is you know this is jewish defined jewish um backed and uh rejoiced basically you know mm-hmm. um we can rejoice with them in that. And, yeah. Anyways, okay. are we ready to play our little game? Mm-hmm. Let's get the sound effect that we can play now. I'm not going to lie. It took a second to play, and I'm like, it's not working <laughs> it's again. It's going to go. But All right, let me pull up my question. As you remember from last uh, podcast, we switched some things around. So we're going to do a little game that allows us to try and trick each other basically but um to say two truths and uh and a mistruth two truth and an alternative truth thank you elio yes and so we're gonna do that twice um so each person's gonna present three facts and you have to find which fact is not actually true one of them is an alternative yes uh fact okay so do you want to go first Oh. I'm, and by the way, my, my score from last time, I was at zero. I got zero I was right. Zero, was I at, no, you won. You was got, I at two or one? I think you got one. But yeah. that still beat was, me at zero. I think it was one. But all right. So let's see if I can go two for two. I know your tricks now, though. You slightly know, change it. <laughs> I slightly change it. But you'll never know what I slightly change. That's true. Okay. So first fact the original oranges from Southeast Asia were a tangerine pomelo hybrid, and they were actually green. Mm. Cows moo with regional accents, and to produce a single pound of honey, a single bee would have to visit one million flowers. What is it? Um, I'm going to go with the... Wait, say the cows one again. and Cows moo with regional accents. Regional accents. See, I read something about cows. <laughs> and I read oh, something no. about oranges, but I didn't read those ones. Um, the one I read about cows was that they have, they basically have a friend. And if they get yeah. separated, they, they did you read that? Okay. I, I, I just read a whole bunch of facts today yeah. because that's what I do when I. I'm going to go with the regional accent. I'm wrong. Ah, every time. You knew it. It's okay. You knew it it's too. Okay. The actual one is. Of course. So they, cows moo, moo with regional accents in small populations such as herds. You can hear 
identifiable dialect variations which most affected by the immediate peer group of the cow, mm. explains a professor in the UK. The wrong fact was that to produce a single pound of honey, a single bee would have to visit two million flowers <laughs> know, instead I'm of sure. one. So it's two million instead of one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I knew it was up there, but I'm like, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. Well, here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> I am so ready, Heidi. All right. So the person killed most often in bank robberies is actually the customers and not the bank tellers. Chainsaws were originally made for medical practices. And a buttload is a real measurement of weight. It's the first one, isn't it? The first one? Yeah. It is the first one. <laughs> See, you always get it right. I can't find my... Do you know who the person most killed is? It's the robber themselves. It's the robber. Did he read that? Uh, I haven't... I didn't read that today. You know But it. I feel like I read that. Uh, okay, okay stop cheering. Stop cheering. I need to go more obscure. Okay. Stop cheering. Okay. No, I... And I think... What were the other two? Uh, chainsaws were originally made for medical I saw practices. that one today. Oh, okay. I saw that and one. And then today. the butt load was in the same. So it's yeah. it, they have like a butt measurement for wine. Right, and right. And it's like a cask or like a big barrel. So yeah. So yeah. We're All at, right. Um, we're at Heidi Zero. Jeff. Yes. One. <laughs> All right. So round two. Are you ready? No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. One second. My Are we going to give any of our audience time to respond? Um, it's okay. If we don't, if have they enough. don't respond fast, yeah, well, I'll let them respond this time. I'll pause before, yeah, asking you. Mm-hmm. But um, they didn't respond last time, so if you guys want to respond, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I won't tell Heidi. Um, okay. <clears throat> so there are more than six sixty. Sorry, there are more than sixty thousand people flying over the United States in an airplane right now. Sounds about right. A ball of glass will bounce higher than a ball of rubber and then milk between a race of water and milk, essentially, is the faster liquid to flow. Wait, milk is faster than water? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I feel like these are... Anybody, anybody want to say something in the comments? If I don't get anything right the entire time we do this show, <laughs> so, I, I should not be. Doing I've been this. doing this for longer, okay? Okay, let's see here. So we have milk is the faster liquid than water. Ball of glass bounce ball higher than a ball glass. of rubber. And then more than 60,000 people flying How does flying a ball up. of glass even bounce? On what? What's the surface? It doesn't. It doesn't list the surface in the Well, fact. that's not accurate for me to dis- determine this. <laughs> that's okay. What's the other one? So we have more than sixty thousand people flying over the United States right now. Yeah, I think uh, that's ball true. Ball glass, and then milk is the faster liquid. So if you want some insight, yeah, your husband thinks that the ball of glass bouncing higher is a lie, and yeah. Shannon, hello, Shannon. Nice to see you t- tune in. Uh, she thinks it's the first one, but she's unsure. She has a question. Okay. Mark. Well, see, here's what I think about the ball of glass. Mm-hmm. If it's on like a trampoline, mm-hmm. and if it's heavier than rubber, it might bounce. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe not. So what or if it's lighter? I don't know. Which one do you think is a lie? Ah, we're gonna go with you're gonna. You probably change the numbers on the airplane one, so I'm gonna go with that. It hurts me more than it hurts you. I'm wrong again. <laughs> okay, and you know what? I actually, 
this could be a true fact and I just don't know it, but I said milk was the fastest liquid because it's past your eyes before you can even see it. It's a pun. Past your eyes, pasteurized. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what? Past your eye? It goes past your eyes, so. You know, it's pasteurized. So that's the fake one? That's the because fake one. Because it's a pun. It's okay. a pun. <laughs> that's funny. And I was really, really proud of myself. That's it's okay, good. Shannon. You know, you and Heidi. No can't one be else right got the, the pun either, Jess. It's just, <laughs> just me. Kidding. It was more self serving than anything else. Okay, well, we'll do this one for fun because I basically already lost. But. Okay, there are more McDonald's in the USA than public libraries. Baby puffins are called pufflings. It's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely. (sighs) What was the first one again? There are more McDonald's in the USA than public libraries. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, I was checking the comments to see if anyone... Go, feel free to comment, but John says, lame joke, pasteurized jeez. So, <laughs> rude. Um, okay, as for the fun facts, John thinks that puffins are called something different, but I don't, I don't agree with him. I feel like there are more libraries in the United States than McDonald's. I think the first one is alternative. Is, am I right? There are more libraries than Yay! McDonald's. Thankfully, the U.S. has more public we libraries. We are smart. Yes. And tune in next time until maybe I'll get one right. <laughs> so the score stands just oh, don't, across the let's board. Let's not keep the score. Three Jasmine, zero Heidi. There's going to have to be. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days you'll trick me, but. Yeah, so far, it's either I don't have a poker face. Or these <laughs> these facts are pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm crazy in the way I do my fun facts. So yeah. that was two that was fun truths and alternative truth. Yay. <laughs> All right. And just for winning, I'm going to play the air horn sound effect. Because I haven't done so yet this episode, and it's been haunting me. And you have to have one. You And I have to have one in the appropriate <laughs> place, because otherwise people are like, Jasmine, really? An air horn there? I feel like our topics today are not as sad. They're as not as the sad. the ones we've had, so. But, but I can't easily, you know, say, oh, this farmer's crops caught on fire, and be like, oh, wow, that must have been really sad, and then hit the, yeah. I couldn't think of a joke in time. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about love, <laughs> so our next topic is loved. It's based on an article um, by USA Today that uh, basically filmed and sort of interviewed a bunch of kids in the post-millennial generation. Oh, yeah. Which are you in that generation? I am just barely. I missed the millennial years by one year. Nice. So I get to be the oldest of the (laughs) post You're leading the post-millennials. Yay. Well, they need a lot of leading. So let's just talk about this. So if you are to, this one contains clips, so you have to take the time to watch the videos. But um, it talks about just different perspectives on what is love, you know, marriage, gender roles, um, you know, all of these above. So, or who, you know, who should propose, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. So. Um, when you listen to the kids in the interview describe love and describe their thoughts, 
uh, make sure you're listening with a critical mind because sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll say something you're like, oh, that sounds great. But, you know, when you get down to the facts of things, they actually don't define anything. Um, In fact, they just describe a multitude of things, whether it's feelings or things they're seeing. Um, In one segment, a kid stops himself um, mid, you know, sort of train of thought. And then he, you know, he was talking about sort of like a typical relationship and then goes into, well, now there are lots of types of relationships. So he had to like sort of switch how his brain was operating into what's happening now and sort of what's politically okay or PC. Um, Some of the kids did express what they believe and sort of, you know, they included that into the video um, and trying to say their uh, beliefs on things. And the fact that the video and questions are out there, though, is to challenge those thoughts, you Mm -hmm. know, to sort of get a gauge on what um, kids are thinking and to not, quote unquote, box things in Mm -hmm. Um, or even to see how kids are boxing things, I guess, you know, or if they're, yeah, like how they're defining things. Um, So my brain goes to the new slogan of love is love. Right. Have you seen that? It's like all over. That I have seen. Out of all of the things we've mentioned today, I've seen that one. Yeah. So in talking about kids and asking them to define love and then, you know, just looking at what society is putting out there as the definition, Mm -hmm. love is love. (laughs) First off, how confusing is that? Because you don't define something by itself. Yeah. The only person to do that is God. You know, I am who I am. Um, But that being the poster statement, especially kids, you know, like they're going to be confused as to what it is if you're not giving them anything that has actual boundaries, um, definition, what it looks like, what it doesn't look like. It's just love is love. Mm -hmm. So you can go anywhere with that. Right. Um, Yeah. And then. Like, I just think of my my kids, if they were to come up to me and say, what is, you know, I don't know, what is any word? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's just it's, <laughs> then use the word hey, again. What is a, I can't, I had one, I had one, and then it just escaped. Continue talking. Yeah. I interrupted. <laughs> so, yeah, when love is love, love can be anything. Um, so, yeah, going into scripture. Scripture has given us a clear outline of what love love is as well as examples of how it plays out in the body of Christ um, between husband and wife, in the family dynamic, even with neighbors and strangers. Um, A lot of people, they use the scripture and the scripture referenced in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. So we post that. Yes, we will. A lot of people use this for their wedding and they sort of eisegete it right (laughs) yes yeah and they take it out and they just like oh this is you know the definition of love which it is the definition of love but it is in a passage talking about spiritual gifts and talking about the body of christ the church and how people are to you know essentially work with each other work with other gifts work with um you know other people in the body of christ and so that scripture is love is patient kind it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor things, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, 
always perseveres. Love never fails. And then it goes on into, you know, what's going to be um, take or what's not going to last, you know, like mm-hmm. all these things aren't going to last, but love will last. Um, yeah. So it's talking about the body of Christ. It's talking about how we use those things in relationship outside of sexual you know, mm-hmm. like a sexual relationship even. Um, and yeah, like when you put that into the, bo- like the box of marriage, it still holds those same truths, but it's founded in Christ. It's founded in God. And First John chapter four specifically talks about God being the source of love and how love comes from God. Um, without a relationship with God, love becomes twisted and compromised. So you know, we have a safe understanding, a defined understanding with our Christian um, understanding of love. And then when you look at it into the post-millennial generation that has been completely, well, first off, separated from God. They don't have, uh, you know, I don't know the specific facts, but it's like, how many people are going to church? You know, what are they being taught in, in schools? Um, when you're separated from who God is, who is, you know, who defines himself and given us clear definition of love, of course it's going to be twisted and, you know, sort of separated as it goes down. Um, so I was just thinking like, okay, it's already been separated from God. It already, love is being separated out from use of like the gifts in the body. And then it's being separated out from marriage, right? Mm Because in this video, they talk about, basically, they start out talking about relationship outside of marriage and all these feelings that you get when you're in love, Mm -hmm. which feelings don't last forever. I've been married for 12 years, Mm -hmm. and those warm and fuzzy feelings, I don't have those every day. I do, you know, I've had those feelings, but that's not love. That doesn't endure, last Um, it's not patient, all those things like, uh, you know, when you define love by just a feeling or whatever you want to define it as, Mm -hmm. it's going to stop short. It's going to end at some point. Um, yeah. So then it's like, it's separated for all these things, separated from God, separated from the body. So it doesn't have church. It doesn't have accountability. Right. It's separated from marriage. So then it's outside your, the, I guess the sexual or the, um, not sexual, but what would that be like an intimate, uh, form of love? Um, yeah. Committed. Committed. And then it's separated now from gender mm-hmm. and then goes on. So what else is it going to be separated from? So when you go into love is love, where does it stop? If it's already separated from those things, mm-hmm. does it ha- does it have an age limit? When's it going to be separated from, you know, consenting adults? Or does it need consent? Does love need to be with the same species? Like in their definition, in society's, you know, push, where does the end, where does the box end? They they don't want to box it in. Yeah. So. It's just ambiguous, which leaves a lot of room for things that should not be there. Right. Like all the, like even, even though 1 Corinthians is, that verse in First Corinthians is talking about, you know, love. It's specifically in terms of like the body and spiritual gifts and things like that. It's like, you know, it's it's patient, it's kind, it's what it, 
I had it pulled up a second ago. Let me pull it up again. Kind. Does not envy. Does not boast. It's not proud. There's a lot of does not do these yes. things. Keeps no record of wrongs. It's not mm-hmm. easily. Like not self-seeking. Like all these things. Yeah. Rejoices uh, with the truth. Like all these right. things. And it's like if you're, I mean, even if your definition of love is love, then it should have a certain standard to it you know like you Mm -hmm. can't just leave it ambiguously floating in the air like it's Mm -hmm. just basically a a leap of faith if you will yeah if yeah if that makes sense yeah and then it's like the um yeah the the idea of like love versus lust Mm -hmm. you know and how lust is an emotional desire that's outside those bounds of love mm-hmm. it's tricky it sort of like mimics a little bit of those like feelings but then it takes over and it like tries to control you it's corrosive it's selfish in in and of itself mm-hmm. um you know most telling it's not patient right it doesn't you know like it wants a, a immediate satisfaction and it's hurtful and it causes division in marriage, you know, all those things. Like, we can point out when something, well, in the correct view of love, you can point out when something is not love and something is in that category of lust. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's interesting because then there's all these songs that talk about, you know, being vulnerable and raw in relationships and people mm-hmm. like emoting how those things you know, hurt them or they become absent. It can inflict pain and hurt. So in their own working, um, I guess, physical lives, there's boundaries to love. Mm-hmm. But then in their definition of what they accept is love. Love is love. Love is, you know, basically there's no definition. So it can be anything. Um, it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I was just thinking, like, yeah, like, people know, like, when somebody cheats, when someone checks out emotionally and works all the time, like, those things damage the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, why is it important to talk to children about all these things? And, like, why why read an article that's like, oh, what do children think about love? Um, well, we understand legacy, mm-hmm. and we understand... Um, teaching our children the ways of the Lord so they will not depart from them. But then looking at children, it's like the pulse of what's going on in the world. You know, like what's trickling down to them? Um, How far is the philosophy, how far is it penetrating society? And, you know, like what's being said in media, in schools, in life in general, just like the day-to-day, like, you know, signs around at the bathroom or what's reflected around them, it's going to be um absorbed in like a mirror basically to Mm -hmm. what these children uh define love as and children are the the lens they're really good at learning from their familiar structures right so yeah i look at it like children they learn language so fast like they're like super (laughs) language learners and people sometimes underestimate what a child can learn Mm-hmm. Um, and understand and process. They're like, oh, no, that child, they don't know what's really going on. I'm like, do you understand what they're processing yeah, right now? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, it's yeah. their most formative time of their life. Exactly. Learning-wise, like, just learning about the world and the rules and basically gaining the, 
the lens that they'll have to view the world through for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, like some things aren't aren't permanent. Like people change, like people change their mindset on things. People have different experiences which affect them over time. But like, of course, of course, a child is going to understand what's going on. Like, right. and even if not now, in the long term, like these all. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're thinking about the whole person, not just oh yes, but their their head is small, so their brain can't be that big. <laughs> but yeah, that's like opposite. So it's yeah, the yeah. So like learning the language of love, or even just like what the language of society like look to the experts on language learners. Basically, mm-hmm. was what I'm thinking. Like look to children. What are they saying? What do they see reflected in front of them? Um, so. Yeah, that's all I have for love, but yeah. it's such a big topic. I'm like, it absolutely has to stay connected to Christ. It has right. to stay connected to the source of who is, who, you know, literally who is love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you don't have a connection there, love is going to get twisted, turned, and then like tricked and mm-hmm. oh, just, it gets ugly really fast. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you guys have any more comments on what we said or any questions, feel free to either post them in the comments or on our, our what's it called? The face, the main comments. In our comments <laughs> or on, on our wall. I don't know if that's what it's still called. Like on the viral vigil. You're the post-millennial. Wall. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But I'm an, on the Facebook. I'm an old post-millennial. <laughs> so, yeah. Just if you have any more Feel free to comment there. Um, mm-hmm. I think just in terms of the next episode, I think we're taking a break for August because there's a lot going on for both Heidi and I. We are. Summer is <clears throat> sort of going Full crazy. Full swing. <laughs> yeah. Full swing, especially after, yeah, this week. But so. even though we're taking a break on podcast, like specifically this, do not take a break from the news. Correct. Keep a watchful eye. Post what you, you know, like if you see something that should be talked about, post it. Um, you know, we'll be back in September. Right. That is the month after August. Yes. <laughs> and also, then we will come back to you with more true truths, true truths, two truths and an alternative truth. Um, if you're interested in joining us, just let us know and we'll take that in consideration next time. Yes. Because that I would be... I feel like we said that last time. I but think we, we should did, do that. But then I forgot about it until like while we were doing the show and it's a little mm-hmm. bit awkward to to pull up so sorry guys i don't know if you had your heart set but yes um we have a cross examination this not this sunday but the sunday after on, on the, the 29th, 29th about church the church the church so if you have questions for that hashtag cross x mm-hmm. uh get them there you can also f- you know follow the cross x page and the cross x page. is going to be here at aletheia bible Correct. fellowship so we'd love to see you in person um and you can ask your questions live in person right and yeah it's really obviously you know when you're connected to a body that's really important so learn why it's important to be connected to a body right did i just circle myself (laughs) but i don't come to cross x that's the main point there and shannon thank you for tuning in Mm -hmm. she just said first time tuning in and i'm so impressed well explained and i'll be tuning in again thanks ladies well thank you shannon thank you shannon for listening that goes for both of us yes it was a joy to have you listening i loved seeing all your comments she said great topic earlier Mm. she's yeah a lot less negative than john who thought my joke was dumb 
rude. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so cross sex is happening. Was uh, he was he right on the alternative truth? So neither I have no no just kidding no L-U. helpers because uh, the pun yeah I just thought it was so now funny. I'm like okay lu because he, he thought puffins were called something different and that glass yeah. balls bounce higher and you know that's basically where his contact where his comments were but uh, yeah. I am gonna hate John said haters gonna hate and I I'm gonna hate <laughs> right now so um you know check out our other sister shows <laughs> right. we've got lots of we've got truth time with Pastor Monty. And we have Culture and Sanity with both um, Adam and Josh. And Truth Time has Josh on there, too. So yeah. 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 So I think the next Culture and Sanity is this Saturday, actually. I'm excited. So, yeah. If you go ahead and tune into that, it'll probably be an interesting conversation. Always is. They mm-hmm. use their sound bits a lot better than I do use mine. So if you want to... They don't use air horns. So that's lame. Mm-hmm. Check out our sermons from ABF. Um, this month, we're going over leadership and those are available online as well oh and one last thing before we part my dad mm-hmm. uh, mr james Spearsina over here said your joke was old but good so thank <laughs> you i'm glad i have some support here <laughs> yes. anyway so just thank you thank you everyone for tuning in i think this is a great we have a lot of viewers this time yes so yeah so if this time is better actually also send us a message. We should uh, start a little thing for that. Yeah. yeah. A little like, it's three or four better. Right. I'll start a poll. You guys can, oh, thanks, John. He says happy birthday. That's not for two days. But you guys can um, answer there whether you think the time is better. But yes. we're going to leave you now because we're, we're rambling. We're going we are rambling. See you all next, or listen to you later. all Later. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oops. Can't forget this. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.